Hey guys, it's Katie Baldwin here for an update slash podcast, because I said I would finally do one, so uh, that's what's happening. I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, I am finally getting around to uploading my Feeling Bad episode. I totally forgot to do that. My apologies. Um, I'm doing that right now, so like I said, I'm sorry. Alright, so I am posting this now. Uh, so yeah, it turns out I went to the doctor. Well, let me back up first and give you guys a little bit of insight here. Um, so the other night, uh, last night I was taking a shower. And I felt a swollen lymph node on the side of my ear. Like under my right ear. And I'm thinking, okay, this is bad. There's something going on. I don't feel right. I have pain in my eye. I need to go to the doctor. So this morning, Gary took me to... Patient first, about 11.30 this morning, and I was in there and out in 20 minutes. Not even kidding, they were super fast. And it turns out I have a sinus infection with some irritation in my left eye. And I asked the doctor about, like, how do you get that? Like, how does that happen? And he said, your sinus passages, all that sinus stuff's connected. So everything's connected together. So when you've got the congestion in your throat, it goes to your ear. And the lymph nodes, as you all probably know, all they do is fight infections. So when they're swollen, they're fighting some kind of infection or whatever. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, so it goes to the ear, and then the discharge coming from my eye is... Um, you know, that stuff. So he put me on antibiotics and eye drops, antibiotic eye drops to help with the irritation in my eye because it's a little inflamed. So I'm really tired. I really just, just, you know, sinus infections are no joke. They take a lot out of you and people are like, oh, it's just a sinus infection. No, it is not just a sinus infection. It sucks. And I'm congested, but I felt like doing a podcast just because I feel like I've missed out on the readings, and I hate that. So we're going to do the readings for today, the 23rd. And here we go. In the first year, Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord inspired King Cyrus of Persia to issue this proclamation throughout his kingdom, both by word of mouth and in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord, the God of heaven, has given to me. And he has also charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judea. Therefore, whoever among you belongs to any part of his people, let him go up, and may his God be with him. Let everyone who has survived, in whatever place he may have, he may have dwelt, be assisted by the peoples of that place, with silver, gold, goods, and cattle together with the free will offerings of the house for the house of God in Jerusalem. Then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and Levites, everyone that is God whom had inspired to do so, prepared to go up to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors gave them help in every way, with silver, gold, goods, and cattle, and with many precious gifts, beside all their free will offerings. Responsorial Psalm tonight is, The Lord has done marvelous things for us. When the Lord brought us back, the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. The Lord has done marvelous, done marvels for us. 
Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. The Lord has done marvels for us. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents in the southern desert. Those that sow tears shall reap rejoicing. The Lord has done marvels for us. Although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. The Lord has done marvels for us. Alleluia, alleluia. Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Alleluia, alleluia. Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Jesus said to the crowd, No one who lights a lamp conceals it with a vessel, or sets it under a bed. Rather, he places it on a lampstand, so that those who enter may see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not become visible, and nothing secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care, then, how you hear. To anyone who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he seems to have will be taken away. Not too much to go over in the readings today, but I will go ahead and do the uh, reflection from uh, uh, St. Faustina. And tonight has to do with discouragement in the face of sanctity. Do you want to be a saint? Hopefully the answer is yes. But what about this question? Do you think you can become a saint? This may be more difficult to answer. It's easy to dream of sanctity and to desire it, but when faced with the task of achieving it, discouragement discouragement can easily set in. Discouragement comes when you see the high call of holiness and conclude that you will never be able to achieve it. You may become fixated upon a certain fault and give up, thinking you are destined to remain lukewarm, and that's it. You may feel as though you are a nice person, and that will have to suffice. But God has great plans for you. He not only calls you to be a saint, he knows you can become one. The key is to allow his mercy to become so clear to you that you begin to realize sanctity is possible. Holiness or sanctity is not achieved because we are good. Rather, it's achieved because God is merciful, and we have chosen to fix our gaze upon that mercy. Never doubt the truth that you are both called to be a saint and that you can become a saint. Reflect upon these two questions today. Do I want to become a saint, and can this be achieved in my life? Look for ways that you get discouraged at the thought of holiness. Whatever it is that is causing discouragement to you is false. It is not the truth. Let the mercy of God appear before your eyes and re- and realize that his mercy is able to be received by you. And when you are open to receiving the mercy of God, you will begin your journey to true sanctity. So this idea of discouragement when we're trying to lead holy lives is a good one because we've all faced it. We've all faced the discouragement that sometimes happens from not uh, feeling like we're not good enough for, uh, you know, we're not good enough for holiness, that we can't strive to be better than what we are and to live the call that God has for us.
It's difficult. It's difficult because our world, our society tells us, oh, you can't do this or, oh, you can't do that. The world is totally against anything that has to do with holiness or, or you know, giving away of oneself. It just, the world doesn't, doesn't like that. The world doesn't like that. And it can be difficult to live a life of sanctity when the world is so against it, when society is so against anything, anything that requires giving of yourself pretty much. And that's what sanctity does. Sanctity says, okay, I am not doing this on my own. I refuse to do it on my own, and I know I need God's grace, but I need to figure out where in my life am I getting discouraged? Where in my life am I having issues? Where in my life am I not seeing or looking close enough for God's grace? Because it's there, but we just have to look for it. We just have to really look for it and be attentive to it. But, again, the idea is simply that we need to be more attentive to the working of God in our lives because he is working. He's working in our lives on our behalf, and we need to allow it, and we need to be receptive to it. Because, again, we cannot become saints on our own. We cannot have that sanctity on our own. It's nothing that we do. It's in cooperation with God's grace. Let's pray. Lord, I do desire to become holy as a result of your abundant mercy. Remove my struggles with discouragement and help me to have hope in your power to change me. I give myself to you, dear Lord, and I trust that you will make me a saint. Jesus, I trust in you. And you look at all the saints. Uh, one more note, one last note here. You look at all the saints and you wonder how did they become saints? They were moved by God's grace. They did not do it by themselves. There's, they couldn't. There's no way they could do it. There's no way they could do it on their own. And they always credited God and his mercy for drawing them to that sanctity and delivering them from the discouragement that they faced, the perils that they faced, the backlash they would have encountered, all of that stuff. God delivered them from that because he had a bigger purpose for them. I'm about to lose my voice, so I'm going to sign off of here. Thank you guys for listening to this little sermon, and I hope you guys have a great night. Good night, and God bless you.